Welcome to the Manuscript Academy podcast, brought to you by a writer and an agent who both believe that education is key. The beauty is the people you meet along the way, and that community makes all the difference. Here at the Manuscript Academy, you can learn the skills, make the connections, and have access to experts all from home. I'm Julie Kingsley. And I'm Jessica Zinsheimer. Put down your pens, pause your word counts, and enjoy. I'm so excited. We've never done this before. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm thrilled. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. So we need to go back. First, we have Abby LeClaire. Yay! And Jessica, do <laughs> you want to tell our audience what we're doing here? <laughs> Yes. So we have decided to do an experiment where we had people opt in to be part of a consultation with our mystery agent. And Abby, you still don't know who the agent is, do you? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) So Abby here is extremely brave. She sent her page and her query, not knowing which agent might or might not review her pages in front of our live recorded audience. Tell us just very quickly, like where you are with your writing. Are you on submission? Are you finishing up. Tell us where you are specifically before we go into this chat. Yeah. So this is my third draft that I just completed. I This was actually the next step in my journey was some time with an agent via the Manuscripts Academy. So I could just run it by them and see, am I close to ready? Am I there yet? And so this winning this was just amazing because I got to do that. It was yay. yay. So, and, and the fact yeah. that you're here, I think really good indication. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's, I wish. Okay. Dun, da. Yes. Dremel, please. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mystery agent. Your mystery agent is Stephanie Winter. She is an agent at PS Literary. She holds a BA from the University of Toronto in English Literature and an MA in English, Issues and Modern Culture from University College London. Stephanie is primarily acquiring across three pillars, adult fiction, nonfiction, and graphic novels. She's actively seeking titles with diverse and inclusive representation that offer smart, culturally rare, and enriching narratives. In fiction, she particularly enjoys commercial and upmarket projects, rom-coms, thriller suspense, etc., that offer millennial and or queer-affirming perspectives. In nonfiction, she's on the hunt for pop culture, cultural criticism, millennial business and finance, narrative nonfiction, how-to, and lifestyle projects. Overall, she's looking for stories that will change the way we view the world around us. Stephanie, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I am really excited, Abby, also about your your work. So both look really good. Abby, would you be willing to read your query on your first page? Sure. Dear guest agent, I am seeking your representation for my 90,000 word upmarket psychological suspense. The river is just a river with voice similar to Dania Kukovka's notes on an execution and elements of light magical realism similar to Rebecca Searle's in five years. When 26-year-old Lex Olson sees her boyfriend's name on a list of people who have died at Yosemite National Park, she's sure she must be seeing things or going crazy, especially since his date of death is six months away during their upcoming camping trip. Liam is the first good guy Lex has ever dated. He has no idea what happened the last time she went to Yosemite and Lex doesn't intend for him to find out. After all, this time will be different. It's her chance to paint over the past with new, happier memories. But Liam isn't the only one in danger. Someone is following Lex around San Francisco and leaving her ominous messages that grow more and more threatening. 
She has been running from her past for years, and now, after returning home from years abroad, it has finally caught up to her, an old toxic friendship turned deadly and the random reappearance of her first love. But when her perpetrator sets their sights on Liam, Lex must confront everything she fled from in order to figure out who is behind the attacks. And as their trip to Yosemite creeps closer, Lex makes it her mission to keep Liam safe on the day he is fated to die, maybe even from herself. A former RWA member and Romance Landian native, I have officially overdosed on Happily Ever After's Switch to the Dark Side of Human Nature. I placed as a finalist in Critique Match's Fiction Vibe contest in October 2020 and gained inspirations from my travels as a Miami-based flight attendant. Thank you so much for your time and consideration. Sincerely, Abby LeClaire. Yay! Okay. Chapter one. I first killed someone when I was 16. It wasn't premeditated, but I'm not sure it makes it any better. It still happened. I still did it. She's still dead. After my mother couldn't look at me for the longest time, what felt like forever, her gaze always just clearing the top of my head, jumping from here to there, afraid to linger, pretending to be distracted when in actuality she was laser focused on avoiding eye contact with me, as if my evil was transferable and would spread like black mold over her heart. I didn't go to prison. Not a single day paid for my crime, like they knew it would haunt me and that was punishment enough. Nobody pulled me aside accustomed with the warrant for my arrest or bothered to contact me since I've been back, a miracle I am too numb to appreciate. Killing changes you, curdles you from something smooth and shiny and full of hope, a seed with so much potential, into a monster, hideous and unrecognizable, a reverse metamorphosis, layers of yourself, your humanity, dying, flaking, falling, decomposing. She calls me on my way home from work, my mom. She's the only one who does. And I answer because just a few months ago, I thought I might lose her. The diagnosis forced me to imagine a life without her, and the outcome was revolting, horrifying, an abomination. Hey, baby, she says with such clarity, I know she's not stoned. And relief trickles through me, loosening my shoulders. Our conversations get too weird when she's high. She does not reference my birthday, but she skirts around the topic. Doing anything fun tonight? Since I haven't made any friends here yet, she is referring to Liam, who doesn't understand my aversion to celebrating who has been kept in the dark because we haven't been dating that long. You're hilarious, I tell her. What about Liam? He could be planning something nice. I told him not to. But even as I say it, dread coils like metal in my stomach. Wow, so much happening in one page. I'm so impressed. (laughs) Stephanie, why don't you jump in, screen share where you want to if you want to. Perfect. Okay. So Abby, the way I usually do these calls is I start off by letting everybody know that like we're going to blink and time will be over very quickly. So in preparation for that, is there anything that you wanted me to particularly focus on or questions that you wanted to discuss right off the bat? Not right off the bat, maybe at the end, if that's okay, or as we go. Absolutely. I'll maybe work through this chronologically then. If you have questions at any point, just let me know and we can talk through them at that okay. point. And then also bring this up things at the end too. So overall, I think your query is in fair shape. And there are a couple of areas where we can massage it a little bit to get it really selling the hooks that are in this story and making sure that it stands out in that slush pile. So working through it, you have a really great opening paragraph. 90,000 words, it's good for the genre. All the genre markers that you've included, upmarket, psychological suspense sound really good. You have an interesting title and I don't immediately see the connection to the work, but you don't always have 
to have that connection. And so I am intrigued by that. And then I thought your comps were really good. The notes on an execution really gives us that flavor of the dark suspense that you're describing. But then Rebecca Searle's title is very on point with magical realism that you're describing later in this query letter. And yeah, the notes on an execution is also really lovely in terms of comparing the sort of darker elements of the genres you're writing in and situating it within that, that move. So that all looks really good. And then so jumping into your second paragraph, let me just scroll down so it's on the screen properly. So there's, a, again, a lot to love here. Using when to start your paragraph is a great way to flag that you're introducing an action, that there's going to be like a when pinch of like when X happens, our character must do X to achieve Y or Z. So you start with that when pitch and then you deliver on the goods because you introduced the sort of driving concept here right up front, which is Lex discovers that her boyfriend who's alive is listed as someone who's about to die in the future. So that checks off all the boxes of showing that there's the speculative element, giving us a clear how to start from, and you're giving us some flavor to which is national parks being something that sort of sets up where we are with the setting. In terms of what maybe could be tailored a little bit is I'm thinking the opportunity to hear that very perceptance is to take out 26 year old and swap it with something else. And I promise this will make sense when we get a little bit lower. But to go forward, you have great lines. She thinks she's going crazy, that this is six months away. These are all really important details. It opens us up to seeing what you're talking about and understanding what the concept is in a very succinct manner. So when you introduce Liam in the sort of second half of the paragraph, that's when I start to get a little bit confused great sentence about him being the good guy and the best guy that she's ever dated. And when you introduce that he has no idea what's happened the last time she went to Yosemite, that's when the timeline gets a little fuzzy. Because I'm thinking, okay, is the last time that she went to Yosemite, in fact, the time that she discovers his name on that plaque? Or is there a time before that, that she went to Yosemite? Based off of having read your first page, I get the sense that perhaps Yosemite is perhaps maybe where she killed somebody. But it's not abundantly clear because we're working off the information that she's gone on one trip to Yosemite, where she discovers that her boyfriend's supposed to die in the future, and there's a second one upcoming. So it almost sounds like we're talking about that first instance in that paragraph. So what I would almost do here is I would take that last part out and keep this main first paragraph all about Lex realizing that her boyfriend might die. There's some magical realism. She now has to do whatever she can to make sure that just doesn't happen. That seems like the sort of crux of the main core conflict in the novel. And then everything else that we start seeing unpacked in the second plot paragraph, that's where I think we could put a little bit more into explaining that there have been multiple trips, things like that. How are we doing so far? Does that make sense? Good. Did, was there any specific part or cutoff where you thought the rest of that paragraph could go? So what I'm thinking is like this, the Liam is a first good guy. Fabulous. When we start saying he has no idea, that's where I'm like confused about okay. which trip we're talking about. So everything off up here, I would say is free game to rephrase, especially like we can pare down on language that sort of says, okay, things are going to be different. I'm going to rewrite. And you can swap that over something that's really evocative and intense. So I would almost from here on try to drive the ending of this paragraph to say something like she's going to or she's determined to do x y and z to prevent this from happening or like drive that point to the plot home and leave the paragraph there then when we go into this third paragraph this is where the opportunity and i know i'm jumping around a little bit this is where the opportunity to swap this language out becomes a little bit more important because what you can do with this first sentence 
is give us the hint that Lex is either could do so many things. You could say that she's new to like she's come home or you could say that she's been estranged or like you can pop in a creative description right here as opposed to learning her age because the age while valuable you can appreciate that when you're reading the pages and learning about the character it's less crucial for a query here you can give us a creative description that can help situate us in how we're thinking about Lex we're thinking about her as someone who is returning home, she has a dark past, all these different things are becoming apparent as we read on and you can ground us right at the beginnings with a couple words so that we know what is perhaps going to matter later on. Does that make sense? Yes. So you think a couple like clearly chosen words would be better than like an a sentence of exposition that she's come home after years abroad and blah blah blah. It's just battling between whether or not to add some exposition before when she sees her boyfriend's name to try and ground the reader somewhat or should have just ditched it all and got straight to the action. So I like that you get straight to the actions okay. because you're introducing something in that first paragraph. The paragraph works as a unit unto itself. And we have an idea of what this book is going to be about. Your second paragraph, the goal for that is to introduce more stakes unpack the tension of the first paragraph and make things even more dramatic and juicy and really pressure cook the situation. And so if the overarching conflict is that Lex needs to make sure her boyfriend doesn't die and she, through this mystical experience, has that insight that's coming up. If that's the main goal, the second paragraph functions to show that there are other things making this a more complicated and dicier situation and things like that. And so I think in the first paragraph where you're introducing this plot with Liam, we don't need to know as much about Lex in terms of what her home life and her situation there is. So one or two words right up at the beginning, swapping a 26-year-old, can give you an in to set up the foundation without having to go fully into exposition. And then when we get into the second paragraph, that's where I would say unpack the exposition a little bit. But Liam isn't, let's see. But Liam isn't the only one in danger is a great way to lead us into that second paragraph and show that you're redirecting the audience a little bit. And then you're introducing with the fact that someone is following her and sending her messages that like you're showing us the hint of the danger. I would love to see you carry that through more because what we get here is, okay, she's in danger from this first line. This is quite ominous and menacing. But then we get a little bit later that the perpetrator sets their sight on Liam. So we actually switch from hearing that maybe Lex is in danger to going to Liam is actually the one in danger. So it almost sounds like we don't get to fulfill that description of Lex being at risk of something. So that's what I'm hopefully teasing out when I say focus on Liam in the first paragraph, focus on Lex and the sort of secondary predicament in the second one. They're both about Lex, but the, the mm-hmm. way that you're sort of organizing it. And then... The elements here that you're describing, I would almost love to see this condensed or made more concrete because this is the exposition that doesn't feel totally grounded. So ideally, if you can hint at it here Mm. and then down here, consolidate it, that will allow comprehension to flow just a little bit better. So she's been running from her past for years and now after returning home from years abroad, it's finally caught up to her. There's a lot of generalized language here that could be describing any other sort of book from the like suspense thriller genres. So you might 
make it more concise by giving it very clear specifics. Like you don't need to, I always say like you, you can be like general, but specific. So you don't need to go and say this person who's related to this person who also knows her through this. You don't have to go into the deep specifics, but you can use evocative language to, to point us in the right direction without getting lost in like a word sentence. So that would be my suggestion for the meat of this paragraph. I think it's really interesting that there's a noble toxic friendship between Dudley and the random reappearance of her first love. It seems like those are big sort of moments that add to the stakes and add to the tension of this work, but they're not quite doing their job here because they're buried in this paragraph. There's a lot going on. So if you can, again, ground what Lex's situation is above with that first sentence, but then also at the beginning of this one and consolidate with clear language, this sort of meteor middle section here, that will allow us to then read and appreciate. Super dangerous for Lex. Lex has a dark past, but then making it even worse, the menacing sort of threat to Lex now turns to Liam and everything is coalescing at once. And maybe that's the, that is the conflict or that is the issue that is really at hand. So that's the general trajectory that I would suggest taking the second paragraph because all of it is there. You have a really interesting plot. You clearly have multiple layers of this plot functioning all together to make a really horrible situation for these characters, but a great read for us. Like it sounds really interesting. And then you have a wonderful pressure cooker right at the end when you're saying as their trip to Yosemite get creeps closer, this is becoming more and more dangerous and becoming more and more pressing. So like you have the pressure cooking situation there. Now it's a case of how are you going to order it? So everybody who's learning about this book for the first time feels like they're they're right there with you and following you every step of the way. Does that make sense? How does that sound? Yes, it does make perfect sense. It's interesting to see it from a different perspective. So. I'm loving it. And that's amazing. And if you have any questions, please let me know. And then very shortly, your bio is lovely. I love the humor that you're injecting into this text by talking about your sort of transition from writing romance to this darker genre. It really shows your voice well. It's it's just, it's nice flavor and personality. And it's great that you have these sort of nods to your writing ability and skills. And you show us a little bit about your life. I think it's awesome. And I immediately want to know it what being a travel attendant looks like that looks so much fun but yeah this is a really solid query there's a little bit of room to massage it but you're well on your way now do you have any questions yes so if we're going back to the top of that second paragraph I think or the second plot paragraph yeah you didn't think that was a jarring opening line or transition from the yosemite plot line into the other plot line no i liked it because your butt is a good to transition. It's not a very long sentence. You're giving us a question that we want to see answered. So it worked really well for me. Okay. So most of Lex in the first paragraph and then more of Liam and the pressure cooker situation in the second. Did I get that correct? I would flip it because they're both about Lex. I don't want to make the first situation and first paragraph feel like it's not about Lex, but the first paragraph seems to me, if it's the overarching for you, rather, if that paragraph represents the main core issue of the text it seems like lex trying to make sure liam doesn't die is the main core conflict if your second paragraph is adding to the stakes it sounds like that's the paragraph where you're saying but lex is also dealing with a past that's catching up with her that's mm-hmm. maybe where i would focus the secondary conflicts and tension okay got it 
Thank you. Of course. Is there anything else that you wanted to chat about or you wanted to go over? I don't think so. I think that covered everything. Okay. Awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. Like I said, I think this is a really cool work and not just saying this for recording. In fact, you can cut it out, but I'd love to see like a longer partial. So if you want to send me the first 30 pages, I'd be honored to read it. No pressure. Not just for the recording. But yeah. It's a very cool concept. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I love that so much. And I did time you guys and it was around 10 minutes. So your timing was perfect. And I think this just, once again, just shows how much you can get through. I was struck by how spot on I felt that was and really grounding the character at the beginning. I was like, I don't think I would have seen that if I was giving this critique. I was like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> how did you, how do you feel about it? How do you, after going through this process, how do you feel about your query? Do you feel like if you switch that out, that you're ready to go. Do you feel more? I would love to think that. It's just after you read it so many times, you're like, okay, I don't know what else to change. So this is invaluable. I'm so ready to get back into it. What's your plan going forward? Start query. Yeah. <laughs> I've been taking all the right steps and like waiting and waiting. And I'm like really excited to go. So hopefully soon. Okay. Big list, little list, rounds. Oh, wait, that's none of our business. We probably should tell everybody. We definitely want to hear about your success. So when you have good news about this work, which I feel like I'm very the, the query and is as good as if the whole book is as good as the query in the first page. I'm ex- I'm excited. Yeah, whatever. So it posted. Yeah, there was, I love the first page too. I love the first page too. Stephanie, thanks for picking this one so you get to read it. Oh, yeah. No, I, I feel like a kid in the candy shop. I got to go through all of them. And this one was so good. Yeah. I wish you nothing but success. Like, I really hope you find the perfect person to wrap this. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to see how this goes. Thank you both so much for doing this. We will have to do more. I'm so excited. Love it. Please let us know how this goes. I'm super excited for you. And yeah, we'll no. check in with you. All right, guys, take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody. We are so glad that you joined us. And as always, we appreciate your feedback. Just head on over to the iTunes store and let us know what you think. It not only helps us make this podcast be the best it can be, but it also affects our ratings within the iTunes platform. We'd love to hear from you. If you're feeling brave and want to submit your page for our first pages podcast, you can send it to academy at manuscriptwishlist.com with First Pages Podcast in the subject line. We'd also just love to hear from you. And if you'd like to learn more about the Manuscript Academy and everything we have to offer, just jump on over to manuscriptacademy.com.